Good evening and welcome to Horror. I'm Lee. I'm Chris. I'm Peppa Pig and cough <laughs> up a buck, you cheap bastard. <laughs> Sorry, I've been, I've been auditioning for the role. Uh, I'm Adam. <laughs> Uh, and we are here again to discuss the amazing Inside Number Nine as our December run-up to Christmas, which we just found out yesterday. Um, they are doing an Inside Number Nine Christmas, uh, you know, scary episode special again, two days before yeah. Christmas. So that is going to be the balls. I'm I, I believe it might actually be the start of the new series as well. Ooh. Or it might be, because uh, I think, Devil at Christmas, I think, preceded the series by about two weeks or something. So yeah, it's probably be like New right. Year. Oh. Awesome. So uh, there's going to be swearing. <gasps> there's going to be spoilers, as we said with the last ones. If you haven't seen these, definitely go and see them because before listening to this, because we will be spoiling all the twists and the plot points. Um, hmm. But as always, even if you didn't want to, if you didn't think you were ever going to watch it and then listen to these, they're still worth watching afterwards because. They're just, there's so much crammed into those 30 minutes. It's pure gold. So, uh, yeah. yeah. I'm just going to say, it's lucky you only said balls before you said the swearing. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, on the radio the other day, a guy said pissed, and the presenter said, that's fine. This is this is an Americanism that's catching on over here. It's, it's all, <laughs> all right. So, okay. Yeah, but the, tr- the trouble is, it does mean that you have to double think everything you see online as, was he drunk or angry? Yeah. <laughs> Who wrote this? Carlton yeah. Hacken back of the third. Oh, he was angry. <laughs> um, so this evening we are going to be covering uh, from season two, uh, we are covering seance time, and from season seven, we will be covering Mr. King. So yes. shall we kick off with seance time? Uh, well, Seance Time, as you said, Series 2, Episode 6, which seemed to be the start of them almost accidentally reserving the horror episode for the last part of the series. Um, first, first broadcast on the 29th of April, 2015. Oh, shit. That's so long ago. It still yes. feels so fresh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's funny, isn't it? Just how good they were doing already. Even from season one. I mean, I suppose they'd, like we said before, they had a lot of practice with quite a few other ventures. Yeah, yeah they, they did hit their stride really quickly with this show. Mm. Um, yeah, and I, again, because I knew they were big horror fans, I watched the whole of season one waiting for a horror episode. So when we mm. got it in that last one, I was like, oh, yes, that's oh, mm. it's so good. And then, yeah, when they did it again in season two with Seance Time, yeah, this yeah. one totally, totally blew me away. It's that. It's that lovely thing. I know we've said it with things before. They create such a great world and you enjoy it. Just how Mm. nice it is been that you almost, it's not like an M night film or whatever, where you're watching it the whole time going, what's the twist going to be? Where's it going to come? You sort of forget that, especially with this one, because it's so funny and you get drawn into what jerks the characters are and the comedy of it, that you forget Mm. that it is going to twist at some point, which is when it suddenly comes around, you go, Oh shit! Yeah, no, this is inside number nine. We're not just watching an episode of the league. Like this is gonna turn on its yeah. head. It's, oh, mm. fantastic! It's, it's because they do excel at making them little. Uh, a lot of them, it's like a very good short short story collection, mm. where you know they won't necessarily all be the same thing or the same thing. It'll be like writers trying out their, 
you know, oh, well, this was a, a love story. This was an out, an out horror story or whatever like that. And yeah, the um, the I think uh, the weird thing is with this, I've been. Um, I did, where is it? It's um, uh, like I said on the previous episodes, I was mainly um, coming from the Inside Inside Number Nine podcast uh yeah. for my info uh for this one it was there's a book the insider's guide to inside number nine by mark salisbury which is a really good book and a lovely like just artifact in its own right like a big it's like a sort of a4 hardback with tons of pictures and oh, wow. all the posters recreated in there it's oh. uh it covers series one to five um because I, th- I think it came out just around the time Series Six came out. So, um, but uh, obviously these these that covers a, a period that they don't really cover on the uh, podcast. So it's quite oh, good to yeah. be able to get from there. Marries up um, quite nicely. But one thing you were saying about where it's like the, you know this is only their second year, but they've done so well in terms of they what they actually complain sort of complain about in talking about this in the book is that they were so, you know, they'd already got to a position where everyone was like, oh, I'll be in an episode, just give me two lines or whatever like that. (laughs) And I don't know if we've discussed it, but they have a rule that you can't have, uh, you can't appear twice. Mm -hmm. So it's they're the only people who will appear in multiple episodes. And if you're an actor and you've been in it, that's it. That's your inside number nine done. And weirdly enough, they were like, but we now feel that, like Carrie Ad Lloyd, Alice Lowe. Well, that's you I know, was, would have thought Fairly Alice Lowe had been in it. Really? Yeah. I was, I'm sure I've seen her. But, but no, and it's, but it's just that sort of thing of, you know, it, and they, they, they're good parts. Yeah. You know, they are still funny characters and they're really, they play them really well. But mm. yeah, but both of them, but I think they're kind of like, oh, we, yeah, we could have, oh, damn, like when they write later ones, they're like, Oh, we could have had that. Oh, that oh no, yeah. that would have been the, <laughs> you know. So, um, yeah, but they, um, uh, this one was apparently, oh, it's a line of dialogue from uh, From Beyond the Grave. David Warner says it in From Beyond the Grave, seance time. Ah. But, uh, yeah. Nice. I, but, yeah, I, 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 the thing that caught me off guard with it, I think the first time I saw it, I wasn't disappointed, but the way it opens with the seance at the beginning and it feels mm. too much like it hits every beat. It's, it's yeah. like it, like with a seance, it's like they've written down, what are the top 20 things you have to have in a seance? Well, it has to be a Victorian-themed room and it has to have a a, a, sk- a creepy doll and it's got to have an old record player and it's got to a have... Blind a blind medium. Yeah, you know. like, and it's all... But then when you then find out there's a TV show and it's a pretty hacky TV show, it's suddenly all you go, yeah, no, this is this is perfect. This is yeah. exactly what they would do. Because yeah. it is it is that almost initial disappointment of, oh, they're, they're laying it on a bit thick with this one. Precisely. Mm. You know, and then, yeah, they turn it around. But the one thing that's worth sort of considering as well is that they talk about... Um, the sequence where Steve comes in, like Steve's character comes in after the initial sequence with Tina. Yeah. And obviously they kind of sell it to you as the, you know, this is going to be a haunted seance story. You know, it's going to be supernatural with weirdos in a big creepy house, blah, blah, blah. 
but everyone's on side with it. So, mm. like the the director in the editing process graded it differently, so it looks more like a horror film, you know, yeah. or it's got that sort of ambience to it where something supernatural could happen. So, when mm. it's Steve's character, it's really quite flat, yeah, because the mystery is gone at that yeah. point, and you're seeing the nuts and bolts of what they've done to make the room, as it were. But even stuff like the music. So it starts off really sort of horror movie. I noticed that, yeah, like yeah. like the the sound the the uh, yeah the score really mm. builds it up. And as you say, when Steve comes in, that kind of all just drops out entirely. It, <laughs> it does just makes uh, it feel so. Yeah, like is that that's the thing. If you're doing a show like this, you're kind of assuming that the person you're bringing in is going to play along, and when it's a person like that who's just so. Yeah, no, I'm just going to take a phone call in the middle of it or whatever, and it just yeah. does totally fuck everything. Loses yeah. any like charm or magic or feel yeah. of like, yeah, the style is gone completely. But that, that's interesting that they do show that so clearly because it's almost like you know, on one hand, they're kind of proving look, we can make something look unbelievably exactly as it should look, but yeah. also the whole thing is we can show you behind the scenes of how it's all going wrong. Yeah, that's both, the thing. Both are just done perfectly. <laughs> it be- it becomes it becomes like that thing of. It starts off. It could be the woman in black, mm. the way it's shot, yeah. the way it's scored, yeah. and everything else like that. And then it kind of becomes almost like, like a, a, not quite like it because they don't really do that a lot. But a bit sort of in the spoof Alan Partridge sort of end of things, <laughs> where it's like backstage at a, yeah. a shoot with the. Produ- harried producer and the like couldn't give a shit makeup lady <laughs> and the stroppy actress and it's just do you, do you know what I mean so it drops off and becomes this like industry comedy yeah and the music and then weirdly enough even though that they kill Clive is his name by the way the blue demon is it yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah he does did, did you actually say it ever no, he just gets. No, a, I think he just gets a name in the credits. I was tempted to watch it back just in case it had been said. Yeah, no, it's only in the credits. I think that I actually mention it, but yeah, he's. Um, but even at that point, it's still quite a f- funny thing because you've had the build-up with Steve coming in with shit on his shoes and yeah. having mouthy phone calls and being a bit of a just a a geese. Yeah, and then he lamps him, and, but also. And he's the only one who genuinely cares. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, because I that. he only starts talking about like what's going to happen to me after they, after the initial bit. But he's like, no, he's yeah. all right. He only hit him. Yeah. And he's, you know, whereas everyone else is literally, even probably Gemma, the producer, is probably the only other one who sort of kind of has a level of concern. But that's more like a professionalism that this has happened mm. on set. Yeah, and everyone but, else is just immediately ass covering, as you say, apart from Steve, who then suddenly becomes like a genuine person. He's like, Oh, I'm so sorry I've done this. It was an accident. Yeah. I didn't realise. Yeah. And then he goes from this kind of cockney wide boy who's come in and destroyed the show to actually being the only one who seems like a real human being. Yeah. Well, it's all stuff like, Oh, I've got to get the wig back because that's a higher. <laughs> and, you know, and sort of, Well, don't, don't touch the body. Yeah, but they're going to mark. And you sort of, and also, I mean, obviously, Reese's Terry 
is a classic Reese Shearsmith study in absolute arseholdom. Yeah. Mm, yeah. You know, because he, I mean, even that where it's like, you know, don't worry. No, I'm sure that it'll be fine. And then he walks, and then Steve's character walks out of the room. And it's like, right, we need to do a check on him, see if he's got a history of mental illness, and then we'll pin <laughs> this on him. I'm not going back to fucking bingo ads. Because <laughs> that's the thing. It's not even like he is in any trouble in that oh. sense. But it is just immediately, it's like, what is it? Oh, well, I'll probably just be blacklisted from the industry and uh, the uh, channels cl- uh, cancel us again. <laughs> and yeah, it's, yeah, he's just such a, just a wonderful prick. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I, I found that with the, with the medium character as well. You know, her constant, oh, can I have some, can I have this? Can you please take these? Can I have a stool for me feet? Because my ankles are swelling. And then later on when someone says, do you want a chair to put your feet on? She's like, I'm not an invalid. Yeah. You were just asking 10 minutes ago. for something. She, she Again, is great. Like, they, they all fit in so well, everyone yeah. they've had yeah. so far that I've seen. But yeah, so who is she? That's Alison Steadman. And she is just fucking brilliant. And she's been in so much stuff. And probably at the moment, at the moment, you probably have to mention um, Pam in Gavin and Stacey is probably what she's widest oh, known as for the okay. moment. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, she's... Well, that's, that's funny how old that is now. That's well, when when <laughs> you look at you look at her career, I mean, she was like she did two. She did two plays for today. Uh, Mike Lee plays for today, and they were. They're like still talked about now, which is nuts in May and Abigail's party. And again, two totally different characters in it. Cause I mean, uh, Abigail's party, she's this sort of like slowly housewife. who's just about sort of Nova Roche. How are you? <laughs> and then, and then nuts in May, she's very sort of wide eyed and dippy, um, sort of hippie girl, really. Um, or like, so, yeah. And just, but she's like, She's and then she's in the singing detective, and um, she's been in All from Black. And she was, do you remember Let Them Eat Cake, which was French and Saunders did a French revolutionary sitcom that I think lasted a series? No, but I will definitely she, be looking that yeah. up. And she, she was Madame Duplanche in that, mm. it was sort of like the one of the main protagonists, but yeah, um. Karaoke in Cold Lazarus, Gone to the Dogs, Zed Cars in Sickness and in Health, um, Worst Week of My Life, Pride and Prejudice, Fat Friends, Coogan's Run. Um, and then sort of film-wise, I mean, she's been in she's been in most Mike Lee films. Um, I believe she was actually married to Mike Lee, so that might have oh. um, been <laughs> that might have been a thing, but I think that she was still in them after they weren't together, so it wasn't nice. <laughs> Um, but yeah, she's in like Life is Sweet, Secrets and Lies, Topsy Turvy. Um, she's in Clockwise, you know, the John Cleese film. Yes. Yeah. And um Ventures of Baron Munchausen, Will, Private Function, Life and Death of Peter Sellers, Shirley Valentine. I really want to see her role as Crazy Butcher in Looney in the Woods, <laughs> which seems to be a, a cheap horror film that's just on IMDB, but yeah, she's crazy butchering that apparently. I so, but yeah, she's just in it. She's just done so much, stuff, and she is mm. always excellent. I mean, to be honest, like Gavin and Stacey, definitely not my cup of tea. I could happily skin fucking James Corden and leave him out for the vultures. 
but she is the real saving grace of that program because her character's just fucking brilliant and she is just so funny in it and it's um but yeah she is terrific in this it's like that bit yeah. with the where they said they, I, I auditioned for marvel they said i wasn't sweet enough fuckers <laughs> <laughs> I'd forgotten all about that until rewatching it tonight, and I really did roar at that. Um, it's, the, it's the weird thing as well because I think it's it. They're a bit cagey, but I think that this is either this is horror stories that Reese and Steve have heard from working within television and theatre yeah. of diverish actors and or actresses, and um, you know, sort of like just crew malfunctions and dysfunctional sort of shooting and stuff like that so i think it's yeah that it all seems to be stuff that they know a lot because they do tend to return to actually more the theater than telly but they do return to both of them in a few episodes yeah as sort of starting points for stuff there's the one what is it shut up and wait where it's the guy who's on location filming and he's just sitting in someone's house that's been designated the green room that's right. Yeah. Oh God, that's a good one. That that one as well could al- almost count as horror because that's pretty mm. awkward from beginning yeah. to end. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. And uh, then and then there's the there's the theatre one as well where it's the basically it's the dresser where it's the understudy to the uh, guy who's. Um, oh yeah, I'd forgotten about that one. See, that's yeah. the thing with this. There's so many good yeah. ones that. You you end up forgetting some, not because they're not great, but just because there's so many episodes that are just well, and they fit so much in. Yeah, it's, yeah. And it's, it's like, and that's I guess in a way that's what gives it its replayability. Like I could watch the science again and get so much more from it again mm. because when you're watching it the first time, you're sort of you're trying to think what is going to happen next, like where is this going, and you you know you can't help yeah. but wonder if if you've clocked onto any of it at all. Um, and then, yeah, to watch it again and really appreciate each of the actors and yeah, what they're doing. Well, also just overall as a production, like we were saying about where it sort of switches mood completely yeah. in every sense. It's not, you know, it doesn't continue with the same type of music or anything else like that. It's shot differently. It's lit differently and things. But then to actually be able to turn that back on, mm. And it works at the end because they yeah, have because yeah. they do then take it down the horror route quite heavily, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I must confess, when, uh, even when I first watched this, I was a bit—I was never sure of the jump scare at the end. Mm. I just thought it was a bit—it was weird. It was like it, it's beneath you, lads. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I just, I just felt no, no, you didn't need to deal with that, lads. You're better than that. But, but um, how many times? How many times did you jump scares? I'm, I'm very rarely. I think that's yeah. the thing. They do so kind of say, and, and again, they are trying everything at some point. I think I, yeah. I do agree with you, but I, I just think it just. I, I do think jump scares are cheap, but in this, it it did make me laugh both times, and it has made Jennifer mm. scream both times that they did it. <laughs> So, that like, it definitely, it. yeah, it definitely yeah. works. It's, and it's, it's because it has got that comedic thing that you don't mm. have to take it too seriously. So I think you can get away with yeah. doing something a bit cheesy oh, because it's yeah. so tongue-in-cheek. Um, oh, it doesn't ruin it overall as a whole. It's nah. just it, that last moment, you know. So, <laughs> and, and I, But though I, I still, because apparently they did have trouble 
working out how they were going to end it because mm. they weren't sure if they were going to cut to the actual viral video of the uh-huh. boy pissing himself because that was the, that was the other sort of the inspiration for this was uh there was a radio 4 um special in 2010 called the league of gentlemen's ghost chase mm. um if you can track it down it's really fucking good but basically it's the four of them uh so Reese and Steve and Mark Gates and Jeremy Dyson and they go to, I can't remember the name of the place, but they basically go to one of the reputedly most haunted places in Britain. Hmm. Um, and it's genuinely, it's genuinely worth hearing because it's so, it's them. So it's so fucking funny anyway. Um, much like their commentaries and stuff, which is a shame we don't get any for inside number nine because yeah. their commentaries were like, oh, great. I've got, double the amount of stuff to watch here now because I will watch the commentary but the um, and yeah they did a, they did a seance in that and Mark Gatiss was wearing his I've read MR James back to back rationalist hat and was saying <laughs> can I ask why he's not speaking in Norman French <laughs> and you know um, stalls of Barchester yeah. stuff and um, and then right at the end of it they said that they that there's a bit where they do hear a knock hmm. and then Basically, at the end of it, it was Mark fucking about anyway. <laughs> Even after he'd gone through all the sort of rational stuff with the medium. And then it was, yeah, because apparently, like, Reese was like, yeah, but we did hear that knock. And Mark just went, and how did you know that wasn't me? <laughs> Such but, a um, and But the other, the other thing was, um, and we've all seen variations of it, but a, a, a YouTube video of someone jumping out on someone as like a Halloween prank oh, and, and the bloke slapping him in the face. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it was, I mean, it's like you see a lot of it with like cameras from haunted house, uh, like haunted houses in America during Halloween and stuff like that. It's like a bloke comes out with a chainsaw and someone just belts him one or something because yeah, you can't allow for that. You might catch the wrong person's flight or fight response. Yeah. <laughs> Oh. Um, so it sort of stemmed from that as well but I think they were also a bit at that point they were a bit annoyed because nowadays it would be, I mean listening to last podcast it appears to be TikTok but um, then they said that it was like yeah we can slave our guts out over six episodes of Inside Number 9 and literally any entertainment place was like yeah but can you make a clip that's going to go viral on YouTube because <laughs> mm. it's had that many hits or whatever and yeah I think there was a there was an element of bitterness there anyway that it was exactly. like oh, for fuck's sake you know we've gone all the bother of this and that they've turned it yeah but can you is there a clip you can put on YouTube and everyone will watch it no so just, just to stem from this so if we so it's about time if we jump into the next episode but I did want to mention mm. similar to this um, I saw a Shudder exclusive called Downstream uh, oh, yeah. last week um and it's it's basically it's that it's a viral youtuber who does like st- you know stunts um to get views things like mm-hmm. getting smuggled across the border in the boot of a car and all that kind of stuff um and basically there's a massive uproar of people loads of people saying oh some of the stuff you've done is kind of borderline racist so he loses his sponsor, etc. So, in an attempt to regain his audience, he spends Halloween night on his own, 
uh, with cameras set up all over this little shack in the woods. Um, and it, it goes proper full on Evil Dead. Um, oh, right. And it's absolutely brilliant. I think it is Shudder exclusive. It's so worth watching. It was one of those, the guy is such a total jerk. Um, and yeah, it just goes so spectacularly wrong for him. And it's all, you know, it's all footage from the cameras set up around the house and he's got like a body cam and stuff. But yeah, it's yeah. that thing, you know, like this, like someone who's risen to fame doing a kind of practical jokey type thing. And then suddenly public demand just, you know, the public just turns mm. on him. And he's yeah. desperate to do something to regain that. And that's what I was thinking of watching this. I was like, it's just like Downstream that I watched last week. Yeah. <laughs> Check out that. But um, the, um, I think, yeah, because um, the director, Dan Zeff, also did The Trial of Elizabeth Gatch, which is ooh, another very yeah. good episode. Um, but he did, um, he directed for Doctor Who and Ideal and sort of bits and pieces. But he does, again, he seems to have been quite heavily involved with them as they developed it. Mm. Um, and um, But I've got to give uh, a notice to uh, the nameless Clive, uh, which is a guy called Dan Starkey. And you'll have to give me a moment's indulgence as I list the fact that he is uh, Commander Strax, Commander Score, Commander Jast, Craigar, Slivid, Senstark, and Shallow, and Plark, the Sontarans. So that is uh, the full list. He is basically he's a regular Sontaran commander Strax in Doctor Who. But wow. yeah, he also played loads of ones leading up to that and since then. And it's just because they're a clone race, so they've really gone for it. But yeah. Ah, nice. But they, as they said, so he was actually quite used to being covered in prosthetics as well and <laughs> also at one point you may have to bleep this lee i don't know how happy he'd be to uh, have his name mentioned but it really does remind me of adam loader <laughs> yeah, it's the hair definitely something there yeah. it's the walk everything it just yeah <laughs> for, for those who have no idea that's just someone we know <laughs> <laughs> Um, yes, so if we now jump across to our next episode, um, so we covered Mr. King. Um, yes. Again, and they snuck it in this time. So as we said, they generally do the horror ones later in the series, if not the very last episode. And this time they put it in in the second episode. So it really pulled the rug out from underneath us um, with an amazing bit of folk horror. Yeah, I yes. think they really, really turned this one at the end i did not expect it to go as far as it did <laughs> fantastic <laughs> yeah yeah i know I, i'd like having watched the other two and you know the, the first season it's like i'm more, still am sort of shocked where it does go sometimes I just, you think you should get used to but yeah no it's, yes. I, was, I was thinking what is what is going to be happening here and you know they absolutely lead you down some paths but <laughs> It's it's not. <laughs> I did think that watching it again this time, knowing that Chris was watching it, I was like, I'm wondering how far Chris got in before he was like, I think I'm watching the wrong episode because this isn't <laughs> yeah. horror at all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like, yeah, so well it done. Going, it's yeah, it absolutely it, takes off. It's <laughs> it's weird as well because it's very funny, then. Mm 
very serious yeah in its own sort of way but still maintaining a and then yeah just yeah. kicks off fuck me at the it, end it, it, leaves, it leaves you right on that edge point of how far serious is this going to go because clearly they're tugging at some elements and it's like oh no and then yeah like you say it's funny again you think it's not somewhere else and yeah um but and i suppose i was trying to think have they like this is seems to be by far the most people and they're all children in it yeah the majority but of them i I've think seen, were I think. um i think the, yeah there's oh well there's um winnie the cleaner and that bad yeah, yeah yeah um, yeah, no, she's, she's great as well. Yeah, well, she, well, she was. Yeah, I, I've got to again. I'm sorry, but this, this, this has been a kind of who heavy episode in a way. But she is Margaret Blaine, aka Blonde Felfoch Passamere Day Slavine in Doctor Who. Mm -hmm. Um, but she's also she's just turned up in loads of things over the years because she was in in uh, Inside Victor Lewis Smith. She was the nurse in that. And um, uh, she, I know her from most recently. She was in Man Down, where she played the cleaner who ended up having unexpected sex with Greg Davis. Yes, um, and then yes. recently she has become the new autopsy, uh, the person who does the autopsies uh, in uh, Midsummer Murders. Oh, really? Yeah, and she's oh, really, yeah, no, yeah. really good in that. Yeah, because she, um, she's in. Um, that's the word. She's in. She's in um, Jabberwocky. She's Griselda Fishfinger in Jabberwocky. <laughs> uh, and um, uh, Captives Beyond Bedlam, which was a film that got banned for no fucking reason, as far as I can see, because it was cack. Um, but she was... Um, another thing that I'm going to have to mention, she was, in, she was in a thing called Archer's Goon, which was just a really good, weird kids' TV show, but she played like... She, there was a set of siblings who basically ran this town and she was basically the arms industry. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, Annette, Annette Badland's just fucking brilliant. And and, mm. and I think she I think she's still in EastEnders at the moment. But no, she's she's so good in it. And they they said yeah. um that um sort of she brought a bit more of the flirtatious mm. uh nature with it and everything. And so yeah, I think Reese said that he was almost like well, I, I was just reacting normally because it was just sort of like I just didn't expect that. And then, <laughs> well, it's that, they point... it's that fantastic bit when she comes in and he's down on his knees taking the photograph, and he said, "Oh, sorry, we were just uh, discussing a, a possible art product." She went, "Oh, I thought he was taking photos of your cock." <laughs> yeah. But um and, and Steve, weirdly enough, I mean, this is a very comedic role for him. Mm. And it's like I I didn't know you from Alan. Adam. Yeah. Oh sorry. Adam, we didn't know. <laughs> and um, it's, it's that contrast of how creepy he is as well. Because he, he he plays all you know, he's he's a creepy headmaster, he's a decent headmaster, and yeah. he's he's funny. Like it's well, yeah, again because it takes because it takes so many twists and turns and it's actually yeah. and especially because it's inside number nine you do have that thing where it's like right this could just go straight down into like this could just be a child abuse storyline frankly yeah. i I, did, I got to the point where i was like all oh, right so the headmaster's a pervert and he's just yeah. making excuses to take 
inappropriate yeah. photographs of the teachers, uh, especially when I he am... finds the stack of photos, you're like, well, that's mm. definitely where this is going. I only noticed it on the on the rewatch of this yesterday, but some of them have been rated with stars. <laughs> some of the some of the Polaroids of Cox have got like two gold stars, gold star. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, that was a good one, you know. Oh, but yeah. it's that classic. It's the classic. Um, it's the classic folk horror thing of bringing someone into a community and mm. the entire community is yeah against them and mm. fooling them and driving them to this situation, which so is pro- pro- the Wicker Man, seen, Robin Red. Well, Press, so I was going to I was going to say, but I was going to say Midsummer because I, I haven't seen either of those. I haven't seen mm. probably that many. Yeah, no, Midsummer's another so example. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like they've condensed that into thirty minutes again, masterfully. I mean that end bit with the kids in. I mean, kids are yeah. creepy at the best time, but the kids in the masks is creepy. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, then when the grown-ups come in in the mm. outfits as well, that that thing with the baby's like the baby doll's head on it, it's yeah. just horrifying. <laughs> Literally, as she came out, I went fucking hell. Like it's yes. just so visceral and so oh, uh, odd. And it's and it's the super glue as well. Like, because they they yeah. they te- tease you is with it, really... use super glue, but then it's, he lifts up his arms. Oh no! Yeah, is, when he pulls his arm and it's going somewhere that, bad. Yeah, uh, but but also the lovely thing as well that even when um, the headmaster comes in at that point, mm. there's the possibility of it might it's, is the well <laughs> is the comedy going to be that he'll come in and just go, well, what have they done to you? What have you done to your mouth? <laughs> and then you could, it, it could have just gone that he would just leave them to it. Yeah. And that would be the punchline almost. That it's like, oh, well, you probably know best. And then just yeah. disappear off or whatever. <laughs> but then actually he's part of it. The driving force. Yeah. And apparently the whole thing, this all, start, this all came from, because they were trying to find different number nines, fluorine is uh, number nine on the periodic table. Mm. So that led them down the route of, like, would it be someone gluing themselves as a protest, yeah. uh, like against environment, like environmentalists using it as a protest, like gluing themselves to something because of uh, they're adding fluorine into it, hmm. and then it was a child is doing a protest, so she super glues herself to her teacher, hmm. and then they were kind of. They were kind of trying to work it that it would be like the fluorine chain of, like, you know, sort of more and more of them get glued together yeah, and so on and so forth. And that's where the sort of Greta Thunberg stuff comes in and the environmentalism bits comes in and stuff. But apparently the other, um, the other idea was they said about um, being blackmailed by a child mm-hmm. was the other sort of plot strands that obviously they wove into it. Yeah, and yeah. um but yeah, so and, and it's, again, quite, kids, it's quite kids, nice to see, and especially and I've forgotten her name. What's the girl's uh, name? Oh, the the girl. Oh, she, um, she's... oh dear. Um, it's uh, Kerry, isn't it? Kerry, well yes. yeah. yeah, yeah, and she she plays fantastically. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, she's really really good. Um. The uh, Louise Hooper, who directed this, has done episodes of Sandman and Witcher, um, mm. 
lots of documentaries, uh, but she also did Wise, Wise Owl for this series. Uh, okay. Now, when, when you see what, when you yeah. see Wise Owl, Chris, um, it's this isn't a spoiler. It has a public information film in it called Wise yeah. Owl, which is like you know the the sort of Charlie says is that yeah. kind of a thing where it's like this sort of heartwarming animation and Wise Owl tells you not what to do and blah blah blah, mm. and they've actually. Um, they turned up on set and didn't realise the production team had put posters of Wise Owl translated into Welsh in the wall, like on the school notice board. This time, I I paused a bit where you could see the whole classroom and I was checking everything on the walls because I'm like... I know these sneaky bastards. There's going to be something mm. in here worth finding. I didn't find mm. it, but yeah, it's because I don't speak Welsh, so that's why I missed it. <laughs> but yeah, but I had um, obviously the previous teacher was Mr. Hardy, that which is a reference to Robin Hardy, who directed The Wicker Man. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And just at one point, this was going to be Tom from Tom and Jerry. Have you seen that episode, Chris? It's oh. I think it's series one where Reese and his oh. girlfriend. Are in a flat, and then Steve is a tramp who moves in, but basically takes over oh, his life. Okay, okay, yeah. <clears throat> and they were good, yeah. So um, Reese's character in this was going to be Tom, but they were kind of like, actually, doesn't really matter. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. not, not a connection that anyone's really going to yeah. be that bothered about or anything. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. But again, just cracking. Oh, it's mm, it yeah. is. It's it's a real highlight of the season. I think this episode mm. is the one we all were messaging about most. Um, yes. Yeah, and I I was hoping of all their horror ones, I was hoping they would do a bit of folk horror because I think it suits them after League of Gentlemen. So it was great to see them. Yeah, and yeah. They really flourish with this. It was. Oh. And it's funny. This was episode two, so they did two horror ones on this season then they, yeah. they do, well they, they vary it up after mm, sort of okay. series two they kind of vary it up a lot anyway oh, that's right because we were saying so the, the the very first episode was a horror one as well which was the one that was uh directed by barry shippies mm. yes yes um but i think that they um um the thing is is that you get the idea of how torturous this is becoming for them yeah because mm. they were just going uh, they apparently had a massive row about Down Under, greetings from Down Under. Because mm-hmm. they were like, right, you know he's buried then, didn't you? It's <laughs> like, no, we don't. No, no, We're not overthinking it as much as you guys. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So, uh, right. So, Adam, what are the two episodes we are covering on our next episode? Next episode, we have The Harrowing and, appropriately, uh, The uh, Devil of Christmas. Oh, Excellent. Way to cover those yeah. Excellent. Right. So thanks ever so much for listening, everybody. Go and check out those episodes and enjoy your Christmas. Good night. Good night. Good night.